Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night and she asked if it's gonna be live. Yeah. She'll be listening. Yeah, she'll be on Facebook. <laughs> For the people listening that that don't know, my guest today is a very special. Uh, my brother Shane Flail. Hey, hey. thanks for thanks for joining these listeners. This is gonna be insightful. This is, this is gonna be fun because we've got a whole like. My favorite episodes are the ones that I get to do with not only people that I perform with and I admire their craft, but also my good friends. But this is a whole nother level of good friends. You got some cosmic shit going on. It's cosmic shit. We're brothers, and we spent the better part of a decade sleeping right above and beneath each other. Yep. In bunk beds. He, like we always say, uh, best roommates ever. Best roommates best ever. Best roommates ever. Getting yelled at <laughs> on the nightly. For playing video games past nine o'clock. Exactly right. Now Joey's up to like twelve thirty. Yeah, that's we were the last of a dying we were. breed. We were. Our families got a pile of kids, but we were the last two that were disillusioned to the idea that you had to listen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, I was almost a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were the last generation of these kids that, like, when they said, "Yo, go take out the garbage or do your chores." We didn't know you could say no. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, we, we didn't couldn't. know we were still going to go to the mall. Yeah. Because we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I was pissed. I just created a bit about this, by the way. Do you remember what the main, like, you knew you were fucked when you got asked to do one of two chores, like you knew you were going to be trumped up charges. This is kangaroo court. I can't win. What were they? <laughs> Fucking mopping the kitchen Mop floor. Mopping the kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, oh, that was like my main one. Uh, yeah. Was it just the, the bathroom one then too? Or? There, was, there was, think about not just inside. A fucking rake, it, raking rake the goddamn yard. pine needles. And rake the yard. <laughs> Or sweep the driveway. You're oh like, just God. dad, just tell <laughs> us, <laughs> just say you don't want to take me to the mall. <laughs> That's it. Don't make me ground myself. <laughs> We'd see, we would be there for like an hour <laughs> and then thinking like, oh yeah, we, we got all and then go back to the same spot and just another pile would appear. Yeah, you can't like, get you, it all. It's it, like no. saying bag the wind. Uh, you, and you tried telling him that and it was like, nope. Well, it was, nope. I feel like it was, yeah, I feel like this was a setup. Like, <laughs> But we for, for the non-Pennsylvania listeners, we live in northeastern Pennsylvania, small town, and up our way you have pine trees, and with pine trees you have pine needles, and so when you try to sweep the driveway or rake the yard, it doesn't matter how long you're out there, someone can come up behind you and make a new pile. I so, still didn't go to the mall the one week. Yeah, we're st- we yeah, I'm, st- I'm still there. You know, they knocked down, <laughs> they demolished our town's mall, I'm pretty yeah. sure, because we were grounded so much. <laughs> Man, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, you can't do it. They couldn't kick me out of the mall anymore. That's why I too. Did you get kicked out of the mall? I, well, like three times. Come on, do you How remember great that? Was that? Yeah, you were my getaway car. That was awesome that night after I played the I show. I don't remember this. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's tell tell me tell the people the story. <laughs> In my first band, we uh, played at a, an arcade, and uh, I was I would get kicked out of the mall for the most ridiculous reasons ever, like uh, just trying to sell tickets for my band show, mm-hmm. or like literally bouncing a balloon. Like that, I got at the mall. Right, because security <laughs> guards in cities may have some things to worry about at a mall. 
But a security guard in a 3,000-person town, is their only job is to be ridiculed by children. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you wind up. One of them actually told me, if you're feeling, if you're feeling froggy, leap. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, did you just threaten me? And you have to be like 14, and you kick the shit out of that security <laughs> guard. Every, you know? It's like me and like three of my friends, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? There's only one do? that was like roided out. Like he had a neck the size of the pocket change. And all you had to do was just run. He, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. But uh, so we played the show there, and I was kicked out of the mall. I forget for what at the moment, but uh, they knew I was coming because I saw them <laughs> looking. I saw them looking for me, and so I snuck in the back, played the show, and then they were waiting out front of the gate. Uh, and we had we had somebody go out the front that looked like me. So good. And. Oh yeah! Did they wear your jacket or something? Yeah, okay. and they wore your North Schuylkill jacket. Yep, and Moscow, and man. my my hero and savior and brother Chris was out back of the uh, employee door pocket change, and he was my getaway car, and we, we fucking did it. We always we always brought the best slash most deviant out in each other. Like. <laughs> I was always so afraid to get in trouble. For some reason, we got together. I was like, fuck, let's ruin some shit. Uh, I was the same way. Like, ah, Chris is with me. I think we can get away with it. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, we could do it. Definitely. Always get into hijinks. You are the owner of some of my favorite stories of all time. I don't mean to, like, don't mean to hash up continuous family oh. stories, but my fav- my favorite the favorite sight that ever crossed my eyes and you'll probably know as soon as i start talking about uh-huh. it is the the day that you ended water fights in the flare household <laughs> so i knew it was coming we, yeah growing up as growing up as boys we all used to dick with each other and our father included uh and one of the games that he decided to play was when you were in the shower uh, the the door was always spotty for the bathroom, so he, you, someone could pick the lock while you were in the shower and take a bucket of ice water and dump the, the original ice w- bucket challenge. You'd be yeah, this, yeah, this is pre-internet days. Maybe you know we're teenagers, so maybe you're in there yanking your. Who knows what you're doing? Who knows what you're doing? And all of a sudden, a, a Titanic level <laughs> ice water hits you over the top of the head. So it just became a big family long water fight, and then Shane. Uh, one day, our our father was laying face down. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let me. Let sure, me, go ahead. Let me add in here. Please do. Before that happened, the reason I did that was because <laughs> I was awoken <laughs> to a steady stream of water hitting my nuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dad woke me up with a super soaker <laughs> to my nuts. And yeah, yeah, again, we're the last generation <laughs> to get sufficiently <laughs> fucked with and not have any recourse. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So once that happened, I I woke up immediately pissed. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Jimmy falls asleep face down on the on the on the living room floor, and Shane grabs a super soaker that's got to be the size of this hotel room. <laughs> it was the biggest. It's like double barrel. I, I don't even know how they sold one of those. I know you should need a background check before. You... <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that was the '90s, bro. <laughs> Not funny, goddammit. Not funny. Um, so he grabs this big super soaker and and i'm sitting on the couch on one side of our dad and shane is by the door which is which is on the other side of him like 15 feet away and shane's kind of inching like cartoon character tiptoeing like Like tom and and jerry tom yeah tom and jerry yeah and eyes really wide and smiling and he's looking at me kind of like shaking his head up and down like yeah should i not go yeah 
Yeah, and, he, and he's giving me a look like, you sure? Are you sure? And I'm going, yeah, I'm sure. And now this is a, we're children. You don't, things don't go this well. Shane hits the trigger and a 15 foot, I mean, I mean police riot water cannon stream goes directly from the gun to our father's unconscious face and just pow. I can, I can remember it like it was fucking yesterday. So good. <laughs> For about 10 seconds. It was long. And he didn't like sh- shake he didn't shake his head and go like what the hell was that? As soon as he got his he stood he shot straight up onto his feet and ran it sh- and as soon as he shot up Shane ran out the door and he ran out after him and I didn't see either of them again for a, a maybe an hour afterwards I I think he made it I kept lapping the house <laughs> okay. he was again He got about halfway around and I was like I looked back and I was like wait where is he and I was like oh he, no all right <laughs> I think he just took a ride afterwards I think I think, I think he, he just might left have. the scene <laughs> he That's did, it He like, just uh, release You remember days and confused O'Bannon yeah. that we did <laughs> I'll kick everyone's ass in here. <laughs> just peeled away. Oh man, yeah, I I can remember that like it was yesterday. That was one of my uh, that was one of my best moments oh, as, as, as a youngin. We had some really good years like oh, that, man. man. Just a whole lot of hijinks. Ah, oh, dude. And this is something that you know we know in the immediate family has seen it a few times that we pair up and we always just vibed. We, you know, we always go deep in conversation and oh, it's talking about everything and just wild shit. Uh, but what a lot of people probably don't know uh, is how, and you and I have talked about this before, is how much you influenced me growing up. I was a, I was a weird kid growing up, but tried tried to fit into the box. And you were a kid that was outside of the box too, but well ahead of your time. So like, you were one of the first people that I had heard question religion, which made me relook at things like that. You were one of the first people to go you know, go into your own avenues in music and, you know, other, like things that weren't, you know, when you were in school and high school, things were, there were things that it was cool for it to be cool. Oh, yeah. And if you didn't definitely. like that, you were a punk. Yeah. So like, you mm, were a pussy. Yeah. You weren't cool. Like in, when I went to school in Shenandoah in like seventh and eighth grade, uh, if you didn't have camouflage shorts to wear on Wednesdays, you were a douchebag. In, in North Google, that was uh, Zeppelin Thursdays. Uh, a group of of kids always, always, always wore Led Zeppelin shirts on a Thursday. Every which, time. which made me at first hate Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Never listened to them. Just pissed me off because right. they all did it and they were douchebags. Yeah. And then I got into Led Zeppelin, fuck. and that pissed me off more because I was like, "Why the fuck are these motherfuckers wearing Led Zeppelin they shirts? Co- they don't deserve. Yeah, Led, they don't, they don't, they don't deserve. They don't. Led they, no, they don't. They don't need that. They co-opted the Zeppelin. No, it was a false flag. It's bullshit. So in the midst of that, and me, like I, you know, I didn't get the camel because I couldn't, you know, wasn't couldn't afford to just go shopping all the time. So camel pants and Hawaiian shirts and whatever these kids kept up with. But in the meantime, of me like looking at this and longing on the sidelines of God, I'd like to just fit in that. I'd like to fit in that square hole instead of be this round peg. At my best buddy growing up, I see wearing a like a red mohawk and shit, or just doing whatever, doing whatever you wanted to do. And I was like, oh yeah, I could just, I could just feel comfortable. I don't. They just can just not like me if the, if I don't fit that. That's I think, fine. I think half the reason was that like you're a kid and you like want to fucking rebel and mm-hmm. like it's just kind of like. Fuck you. You're like, one of the first like- people around to do a lot of that. At least at, at our age, mm-hmm. though, to like to do. 
what you wanted to do. Did you notice like backlash on that? Like I oh like when I was young, like not so much as like it was later in high like high school, but like around like ninth grade, tenth grade when I started playing guitar. Yeah. And, uh, I remember the first time I wore a pink shirt to school. That was a... Uh, <laughs> it was a problem. Well, it wasn't a prop to me, at least. It no, but I mean to them. But yeah, 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 yeah. I got so many, like, weird, like, the fuck are you doing wearing a pink shirt? That's it's right. Like, oh, it's, a, it's a shirt, dude. It's just a shirt, it's, man. Isn't that wild? That, like, I, I got a... We got a lot of listeners out west, like California and Arizona, and oh, they, they don't, like... I can't imagine that they would be able to imagine how sheltered and how kind of in a single file you you had to be or like i oh, remember yeah. i think you did a i think you did do a mohawk for a while uh if i'm not mistaken or you did but i remember you went to shenandoah and i was getting phone calls oh no 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 there wasn't a mohawk uh during the i forget which play it was i was actually going out with chris at the time and uh we shout went, out chris yeah shout out carissa and uh when we went there i have no idea why i was just in a mood that day and she's like let me put your hair in Liberty Spikes. And for anybody that doesn't know and is not familiar with the uh, the subculture of punk, or if you want to put it in quotes, whatever, uh, Liberty Spikes are basically just huge, huge, huge spikes that you have to put tons and tons and tons of gel and hairspray and just everything. Does but it all go down the center? No. So it goes, it's all over? Yeah, all over, yeah. Oh, okay, so like, like, it's like... Yeah, like, not, not like... They're like all bunched together so it's kind of like dreadlocks but like out very cool yes and yeah. uh yeah that night was was uh it was like a block party night and all of a sudden you just get like a crowd following because a van following a van following is that right oh my god it was meccas uh, now i know the kiss yeah yeah I f i'm remembering history as and it like, happens here. it's so funny because like I'm like real good friends with Mecca. I played in a band with Mecca. It's like, yeah. like we love each other, but like at that moment they in just, that area, it was like they just was, saw spikes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I don't. I think they just wanted to beat me up. Just because kids. It's, yeah, just because. Just kids. They got testosterone. Yeah. something looks different. The one, the one dude. I had no idea who he even was. No idea who he even was. And he's like, I heard you talking shit. And I said, dude, I don't even know who the fuck you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know what I, w I could have said. Like, mm -hmm. but, what, but yeah, dude, wa walking home. Same thing as getting gr the grounded over Rake in the yard. <laughs> hey, hey, man, just beat me up. Don't make <laughs> me the reason that you beat me up. You own this. Yeah, just do if it. you want to be a monster, you own yeah, this. Do it. You do it. You do it. Admit it. Just, just, just do it. Yeah. So <sighs> you started, how old were you when you started playing music? Uh, technically, uh, I was drafted into uh, the elementary school band a year early. Are we talking? Are we talking? You were was this when you were specifically drafted, or is this when everyone gets drafted into the goddamn flutophone in third no, grade? This this was this was after the flutophone. This was they need to end only, that draft. My yeah, God! Yeah, you, yeah. No, there was no. Mr. Schimpf said there's never been a third grader in the band before. So I was like, oh, Hell shit. yeah. Mr. Schimpf is the shit, too. What a cool. <laughs> there was an old lady whose skin and bones. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mr. Schimpf. He went to the door and boo. <laughs> that man's the king. Fractal oh, Elementary. Shit, I, remember, so, uh, I remember when he played on his keyboard and there was sound effects on it. I was like, you can... You can make those sounds on a keyboard. You're like, this is the coolest guy. Mm -hmm. It took me so much not to like when I was up getting my paper grade to like just hit a key. 
so, like so yeah. many times. Like, oh, I just want to. God, I want to take lessons <laughs> from Mr. Shimp. So you're in third grade, and he tells you you could be in the elementary school band. Yes. And did he tell you why he approached you about this? He's. Uh, it was something to the effect of he was our only music teacher since I was in kindergarten, and uh, he just said that he watched me like grow up as from a kindergartner to a third grader, and like I was like proficient i guess he didn't i don't think he was proficient but uh but you you were you were a, a, a prolific child and in, in many you had many proficiencies so you know the i didn't know you took to the music thing so early for, for my knowledge of it came a little bit later but you learned to read much faster than a child typically does yeah i don't remember that but every but they Mom all and Graham always say that i <laughs> remember we used to you and i used to just play around testing your brain out i would give you patterns of numbers and freight and and we'd go like all day and you would just re- i'd write them down and you'd re- repeat them back do you remember doing stuff like that man it's so crazy i it like was, it was interesting stuff very crazy so you're in third grade and mr Schimpf pulls you aside and says that you have a knack for this yeah basically and i was like oh so do i get to pick an instrument because i was gonna pick the drums or whatever drum i could get hell yeah only thing that was open was a baritone they never let you Pick the drums. No. I wanted to play the drums when I was, did a short stint in band in fifth grade. Only got the trombone. I was so jealous of your snare drum. Oh, the snare drum that yeah. my mom got yep. me. Yep. Yeah, I used yep. to, well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I would when I would get grounded in my bedroom, I'd play the snare drum until she let me out. Ooh. And then she took the sticks. So I found two elephant pencils, two of Boom. those big pencils. That, yeah, that's what them. you do. That's what you do. Yep. And you could use anything as a stick. You could any anything, anything <laughs> as a stick. You could use it. That might be the quote of the show. You could use anything <laughs> you as a could stick. You use anything as a stick. But yeah, man. they never let you play the drum first no. out. I got no. trombone, which I found out by the way. The streets love the trombone. Dude, trombones are awesome. Yo, trombones are real, fucking sweet. Like real street people love trombone. Dude, trombone just, and sax, saxophone. Dude, yeah, sax, sax, sax is fucking. Yeah, oh. I love the Bill saxophone. Clinton won an election on the saxophone. <laughs> Ninety-two. He's just cooler than. Cooler than HW. Saxophone. Shout out HW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they gave you the baritone. Yeah, uh, I it's, remember. It's, it's a baritone horn. It's thing. basically like a mini tuba. That's what I always it's call a it. That's t- exactly right. It was b- about as big as a tuba, and carrying it sucked. Yeah. And it was just loud and just boisterous. How many years did you play that thing for? Until sixth grade. So you played that for three years. Three and a half. Yeah. Was there any point in which you enjoyed it? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, it was, it was cool to be in the band. Like, yeah, I got in the band early, but then like, I was just playing the baritone horn. Like there wasn't any leads. There wasn't any, like, I didn't have a solo. I was just backing up and uh, there's already a tuba playing the bass notes. So yeah. like, I'm even as get- a kid though, you knew you had to pay your dues. Yeah. You're yeah. out there earning your stripes. Yeah. And so sixth grade hits, band's over. So, well, sixth grade ends. Secret ends. I want to play football next year. Yeah, but, you know this is this is the period where, and again, you don't you get tr- like you try out different things and get pushed into different things growing up. So you're doing you're doing football now. So the band goes away. Yeah, because they wanted me to join the marching. They're like, oh, you're gonna join marching band next year. I was like, well, I'm gonna be playing football. Mm-hmm. Am I not gonna have to march on Fridays? And like, oh yeah. I'm like, well then. I can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. So you play football for how many years? Two, uh, three. Oh, I, well, I've, I started when I was in fifth grade. Pee wees and midgets, sixth right. and, or seventh and eighth, and then 
I join. Good little. Oh, by, by the way, too, how we were way. talking about how times have changed, and nobody gets punished anymore. Mm-hmm. My class was the last class to get hazed. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You got the snake, the soap on soap attached. We got to tape. we got everything. I don't know if I ever told you this. You, Mike Hansberry, remember him? It's the one time we were. Uh, Cause you know we'd go to camp. You know you'd had your your double days, and yeah. we get to go lay. They'd say you can go chill out in the gym for an hour until the next uh, like the camp. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, I you see. Get, you Between just go chill two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when they'd initiate the sophomores, uh-huh. and uh, and we got it every day. Uh, but the one day they're like, all right, everybody go. So everybody's used to it. They're walking out, and Mike Hansberry is carrying eggs in like his shirt mm-hmm. and he drops one on the sidewalk and he's ah oh, fuck whoever cleans this up gets out of initiation and i was right by him so i just took my shirt off and i just fucking cleaned it up with my shirt yeah and hands was like flails out he's good and that All was right that was i was like awesome and then fegley was like what the fuck do you mean fegley he's like, what's up getting, fegley he's, he's probably still getting hazed somewhere. yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, he bought a refrigerator off me at Sears one time. Did he really? It was a cheap one. (laughs) 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 I only say I only say even have an ice machine, dude. (laughs) I only say that because uh, I was taught sold refrigerators. Were you any good at it? I was terrible. I I did it. I was terrible. Oh yeah, I was just there. You know why? Because like. You learn how to be a salesman, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like this, rage like, against the machine. F- fucking red eye. That's what I thought. Goddamn right. But, uh, yeah, the like, only reason they didn't fire me is because those dirty old ladies. <laughs> I knew how to which keep, ones. I knew how to keep them happy. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Everybody but everybody except Anne Marie. She was sweet, but like Barb. Did you ever work with Barb? Barb. Oh, uh, she worked at the drawer counter. No, no, no. Uh, they, she might have retired between us. Oh no. But anyway, I'm sorry. So uh, you you got out of hazing. Oh yeah, the, yeah. That, got hazed. Oh yeah, we yeah. But yeah, we were the last class to get hazed because I remember because that was the year that I I quit football. I'll go right back to that. But yeah, the next year I remember everybody was like, "Oh yeah, we're not getting hazed this year." And we're like, what, what do you what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a yearly tradition. Like, oh no, coaches isn't allowing anymore. Wow. And that was when Geist came. Geist didn't allow it. Yeah, Geist didn't allow Shout it. The guy that like punched a punched a fucking student in the face like after yeah. all mind you the student jumped across the fucking table. Shout out to Geist for disallowing right? hazing. I mean I know I don't know if it was his decision, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was probably pressured to say they, something about it. Or maybe they realize now the coach was hazing. <laughs> yeah. like, fuck, again. He was getting the kids and the kids were like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Last class I remember being in Shenandoah. And our schools are seven through twelve. They were the football teams. Just my high school was. Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah. No school was that yeah, too, yeah seven through twelve. So a disaster waiting to happen. You've got you've got twelve year olds, boys and girls, that enter a facility to spend the entire day and then the afternoon unsupervised after school <laughs> athletic hours with grown men who are as big and mean as they're ever going to be in their lives. Like like I said about Mikey Hansberry, like he wasn't a big guy, but there were people who were the same. I'm 32 years old. There are people that are the same size they are right now that I graduated high school with. They were that size when they were 17. Yeah. And, and I'm 12 
<laughs> and I got to walk around with my little 12-year-old pecker out in the locker room and expect not to be destroyed. Uh, I, stopped, I, st I stopped carrying books around. Because <clears throat> why I, bother? I, yeah, I just carried a book bag. Right. I, and I did it until I was a senior. I have a bit about this. You get, you get bullied into dumminess. You get bullied into being a dummy. There was a kid in my class who, if you were if, in algebra, I really liked algebra. And I would like we would get these blue and red books, and I'd do all these problems, and I really feel I wanted to get through the whole book by the time that this teacher, Mr. Cohen, came back because he was crazy. Everybody always talks about Mr. Cohen. Oh fuck! I wasn't. I didn't even go to Shendo, but everybody that I know that went to Shendo always Cohen talks about was Mr. Cohen. Nuts! I have a good Mr. Cohen story, <laughs> but you didn't want to piss him off. Well, if the bad kid in my class saw you doing too much work, he would grab your book, and he would throw it out the third story window, <laughs> and so. From eighth grade until I graduated, I suck shit at math now because, <laughs> <laughs> because I never touched it. But yeah, Cohen, Cohen would come in like five minutes after class would start and he'd slam the door as hard as he could. And he slammed it so he would slam it so hard that when you looked above the door frame, there was a crack from the top of the door frame to the ceiling from the years of him slamming this door. Just kept getting getting better. Getting bigger. Every time. And he came in the first day, and like if people were talking too much, he'd go, Everybody, shut up. <laughs> shut up. And he goes, And if you want it, if you want to fight, you want to fight, I'll take you out, kick the shit out of you. I'm 50 and 0 in this school. That's what he said. <laughs> if anybody wants to fight, <laughs> anybody wants to fight, I'm 50 and 0 in this school. Oh my God. Holy Scared shit. shitless. Holy shit. So, but he was a That's when it worked, though. It, it worked. worked. He's a big basketball fan. So I came back to Shenandoah High School when I was a junior and senior, and he would he would grab me out in the lobby. He's still scared of him. <laughs> he would grab me out in the lobby and put his arm around me, and we'd walk down the hallway and talk basketball. So Cohen liked me now. And so I was skipping class one day, just dicking around in the hallways. And Cohen comes out of the bathroom, and I freeze. I'm like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and he's like, hey. And he puts his arm around me, and he's walking. We're talking about basketball, and he's giving me his thoughts on the upcoming game. And then we stop. At where his classroom is and i look and i see the fear on these seventh graders eyes inside the classroom <laughs> and i i just give him a look and i go you keeping him in line cohen and he look he, he gives he turns he walks to the class but then he turns to me to where they can't see his face and he gives me the smile and he goes i fucking love this shit <laughs> and i see him walk in and slam the door and go all right who wasn't doing their work and these poor kids are about to cry, and I'm like, oh, the circle of life, man. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's amazing. A legend. Oh, that's... Oh. Mr. Cohen. See, that's the thing. I never went to Shendo, but everyone that I know that went to Shendo talks about Mr. Everyone's Cohen. Everyone's got a Mr. Cohen story. Oh, that's crazy. So you do you do 7th, 8th grade football. 7th, 8th grade football. No hazing. No so, hazing. Because that's, so, that's still in Fractal Mountaineers. Space now they don't even have that for Frack Mountaineers anymore. It's only fifth and sixth. They don't oh, have the Midget League yeah, anymore. That's right. Which is weird. It's 2018 and the, the Midget League. They you know? still call it the Midget. Still League. call it the Midget League. Isn't that amazing? I used weird. to have a joke about that. Like, do we but call then it I the Little People League? I don't know. Yeah, there's no cleverness to the joke. I need to ask Bill Burr. I don't know. The only sure. yeah, the only joke was just relying on the fact that you thought that we call Midget, midget football is funny. Yeah, but that's it's still it's still out there. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, but it was seventh and eighth grade midgets, and then like we we shortened it to midgets. So yeah, we're in midgets, midget football, <laughs> and uh, we're in we're in midgets, <laughs> right? It's so weird. But uh, so ninth grade came, and uh, uh, my class, uh, my graduating class, was smaller than any other class in the school, mm -hmm. and so 
we couldn't have a freshman team because there, there was a freshman team, yeah. JV, varsity. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have a freshman team. So we just got put on the JV team. And it's funny because I got put in the games more as a freshman on the JV team than I did as a sophomore of course. on JV. Of course. And during that time, I got a guitar and... I skipped practice one day, <laughs> and I was like, man, when eighth period rolls around, and you look out that window, and you're like, I could just be going home on the bus right now, chilling, school's over, no homework, but I have to go down, walk to the locker room, put on sweaty pads, and walk up to the field, and bust my ass for three hours. That's right. And I was like... Or something I don't even particularly yep, like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I went to band practice, and I was like, man, fuck it, I'm, I ain't going back. I left my uh, my Nike uh, spikes there. They were like, they weren't super expensive, but I remember they were the coolest ones at Schuylkill Valley Sporting Goods. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember I took I took a jersey. I fuck took a yeah. jersey. Good I, for I, you. I definitely took a you jersey. Still have it allegedly. I did, but as weird as it is, I'm. Ah, man, I, I don't know if this makes me a, a dark person or what, but somebody, there was a kid that wasn't even on the high school team. His number was also 81 and he died. I forget who it was or how he died. Yeah. But somebody asked like, yo, do you still have that 81 jersey? And I said, yeah. Yo, can we get it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then after it, I was like, it's, it's very the nice to yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the number of the jersey. Yeah, sure. But he wasn't even on the scene. But hey, like, yeah. But hey, North Schuylkill. Get him a National Black Diamonds eighty-one jersey. North Schuylkill. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or at, you got tons of eighty-one jerseys. Mm-hmm. They had, you only got one eighty-one jersey. That's you right. Stole that thing. Right. I, I did have two, and I wanted the blue one, but I I only had the because the day the day I quit, it was a Thursday, so we got the jersey, the home jersey, the night before, so we yeah. could we wear it to school the next day, cause we, you know that's what everybody did. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was like, oh dude, they don't know I have the jersey. And nobody asked for it back. No, for a couple of years, because I was a senior. I was a senior when I gave. It was Chris Holloway, Uncle Sam. Shout out, Kool Aid. was <laughs> 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 a joke. Guys. He's the one who took over the eighty-one number. Uh, no, he was eighty. He won eighty-one. Oh. Uh, but I was like, no, I want eighty-one because I was like, I like Rock of Ishmael, and he's like, right, I'll take eighty-two. So me, it's, but the kid that the kid that died, who was not on the football team, yeah. Uh, his number was 81 when he was on like midget football. Gotcha. So they wanted, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then like months and months down the line, I was just like, fuck, man, I still want that jersey. You kind of <laughs> want, it'd be nice to have it now yeah, as yeah. a keepsake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Good yeah, man yeah. move on your part. Hey, man, do you, do you But can. you retired from football. I retired. Which is funny to leave the cleats because that's like when UFC fighters retire, they leave their gloves in I the ring. Even, oh my God, I didn't think about that. Like they leave them in the. You left your uh-huh. cleats like this is over. This yeah. chapter of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is man. closed. That's pretty neat. I never thought about it that way. That's crazy. Yeah. Closed a chapter in the life. Yeah. And so the- then you're foreigner style. He had one guitar. <laughs> you're on to music now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It was uh, once I started playing. We actually, we, you know Dave. Dave Rayback? Yeah. Yeah. He was my first drummer. Crushing it. He was, now. My, he was my first. Yeah, dude. He's smart. Crushing it now. A, a literal rocket scientist. When I, when he, when I met him. He was this little, because of course you know he lifts and stuff. And yep. he's he's a, he's a big dude now. Yeah, but uh, he uh, he was this little tiny twig, and he just had a nice drum set. And he was the only drummer I knew in Frackville. Yeah, and so we're like, yeah, let's let's jam, you know. 
and he could play a beat. So I was like, cool, we got a drummer, blah, blah, blah. And he was showing me like all the stuff that he had. And I was like, Whoa. oh, he probably had all the equipment. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I built like a hovercraft and stuff. I was like, Built a rocket what? engine? Yeah. He won the car cruise with a rocket engine. What? You know that thing where you have to, like, the cars rev their engine to see yeah, who yeah. hits the highest decibel? Yeah. <laughs> Oh he showed God. up and he had this. Right. He had a jet engine. He had a jet engine attached to a go kart, and you couldn't really hear it, but the vibrations of it just set the meter off the charts. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this kid's 17. He, yeah, he like. I remember like when I met him, and after talking to him and seeing what he was into, I was like, Oh, dude, like you. He's like Iron Man, like yeah, yeah, freaky yeah, yeah. knowledge of stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he had so much shit. He wanted to like make a like a film with us like the first day we went to practice. Yeah. Like, he had all these cameras and shit and I was like, Whoa. He's still doing that. He's got a production company for his cars. Like he's got him and his buddies have all these real sweet vehicles and they got they've got a production company that they do that with. He's sure. always he's just always got something going on. Yeah. It's an interesting guy to follow. Yeah. Um I kinda wish he would have kept with the drums. Right. <laughs> Maybe we can get him back into it. Shout out Dave Raybeck. If you still got Yo, the drum Dave? set. Yeah, man. I, I took over I took over your job since we, we parted ways. So Yeah, uh, well, uh, maybe you can play the baritone or something oh. like that. In the band, you know? It'd be Whoa. good. You guys could p- figure out how to get you to play on the moon or something oh, like man. that. Oh, dude. That's an idea. It's going to good. That's take an over idea. the moon. Yeah, yeah you, got, you live out there by Tesla and shit. We can, we can figure something out. I mean, yeah. you do work for Virgin, so come on. Yeah, yeah exactly right. He's out there in Mojave. Um. So and another thing I feel like I should clarify is you didn't go like, all right, I'm playing guitar now. I'll take guitar lessons and figure this thing out. <laughs> you downloaded tabs online, I believe, yeah. correct? Yeah. And just spent hours until... Basically. You're a maestro on the guitar. Yeah, basically. Like, I just... I literally just sat around... Because, like, since I was, like, in the band, I was in elementary school... Mr. Shinfino, I know how to read music. I can read it. But as far as like sight reading, like just like putting a paper in front of me, like just doing it right there. Yeah. I can't do that. If you I give see. me like an hour to sit down, like I can do it. And then I'll memorize it. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was a senior, Mr. Shaner, we were doing a Grease was our senior play. And he's like, do you want to play guitar for the pit band? And I was like, oh yeah, totally. And then he gave me like the sheet music and stuff. And I was like, so I'm just going to read this. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. I like, I kind of need like I kind of want you to memorize it. Yeah, because that's not how I play. Right. And he was like, "Oh, you know, you can do that. Like, you can jam." And then after about a week, I was just like, "Eh, not for me." No. Yeah. yeah this this ain't for me. So when you first started playing it, did you pick it up really quickly, or did it take considerable time? Um, I really I don't know. Some people might think it was quick. I just I tried playing a difficult song. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I can't play that. Like I, I, I envisioned how to play it. Mm-hmm. I knew the song in my head, but applying it to the guitar when you're first playing guitar is weird. It was actually a song called Pardon Me by Incubus. And uh, when I first started to learn it, when I first started playing guitar, I was like, holy shit, this song's crazy hard. So that's where you started. You started like you started in the realm of Pardon Me. By I, one Incubus. of the first songs, one of the first songs was as like every guitar player usually. Smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yeah, and that was our that was the that was the closing. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this last night, or when we played at the block party. Yeah, and uh, we were doing uh, the halftime show for another side. We closed with Smells Like Teen Spirit, and Mom still has a VHS tape of when we started Smells Like Teen Spirit. Flan and Butterwash started a wall of death, and then when the wall of death came together, there was a porta potty on the side, uh, like not on the stage, but a side of the bottom of the stage. And a woman 
exits the porta potty, only gets about three quarters of the way out, and somebody just flies into the porta potty and knocks her straight back oh, in. Oh no! Yeah, and that was the moment I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This oh, is fucking my, great! This is this the is life." Great. That and you can see, chosen. you can see Ron's mom in the back, just. <gasps> What's going on? Panicked. What's going on? What's going on? What exactly is a wall of death? <laughs> I haven't seen one in a while, but a wall of death is when uh, there's a... It's not exactly a mosh pit. It's when the crowd uh, separates, kind of like uh, Moses did with the Red Sea. Was that mm. Moses or Noah? It was Moses. Yeah, I don't know. They're all, they're all fake. Yeah, anyway. It's all fake right, news. Whichever. It's all fake news. But, you uh, <laughs> pick your Disney princess. But yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Whoever split the uh, ocean, that's basically what it is. It, they split the crowd Moses. down the middle. Yeah. They split the crowd down the middle, and they each get on their respective sides, and they wait until the beat drops. And then when the beat drops... They just rush. Smash they just ru- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like, usually, most people just like they don't actually smash each other. There's some people like that they Be- pry on that. Some like, people like to beat. They the pick. Shit yeah, out they, of each they other. like pick somebody out. They're like, oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. Heard you were talking shit. Yeah. Mo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. But uh, yeah, there's some people like that. But any people, anybody like that. Usually everybody at the show hates them. So oh, like, they, so, so they like, yeah, yeah. If you go, to, if you go to a show like that, and like somebody notices, like they they call them crowd killers now. Like I in mosh pits, like like they'll purposely like target and like instead of just like dance, like slam dancing, right. they'll like actually hit people. I and see. once people get that, they're like, he's out. And then and then then he gets handled. He gets, he dealt gets, with. He gets handled. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that's that's what a wall of death is. And this, it was like. Shit, I was like sixteen, so the crowd was sixteen and under. Like there's right like and just seeing all these like young adolescent kids crashing into each other and like wrecking shit. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. awesome. Such a good feeling. Yeah. To go from two years earlier, you're miserable at football practice <laughs> where you don't want to be having having to slam into people yeah yeah right oh my god two years later you're playing a guitar and people are enjoying your guitar so much that they're willfully slamming into each other i never ever ever how made that reference how don't you that's awesome. get addicted to chasing that yeah dragon? it's all it's it's awesome that that's kind of like i think any musician like when you when you play on a stage and you see people get it and vibe it yeah. that's that's more gratifying than anything like like yeah people feel it yeah that's and it can be any kind of night yeah when you see it you see it i played a show in fresno a month or two ago uh and and did this comedy show and it's oftentimes i don't know if you run into this we'll talk about it but you show up to a venue and you have some preconceptions that you know crowd will turn out or it's going to be a good time or that you know they're going to be engaged or they're going to be ready to go and there's oftentimes that letdown if you show up and you go oh the the carnival's in town so ooh, there's always something yep yeah th- there's always another reason nobody's here there's a band playing right down the street on the oh corner. god you know what the newspaper is doing interviews down the street so that's why we couldn't get 30 of people random three shows ago i was at a place in Scranton, there was there was a band playing down the street at mm. levels, and there was a guy from the newspaper that came to hear that came to our show and was like, "What are you guys doing?" He just asked us. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Weird. That's all. Yeah. It's weird how See? the world works. Cosmic shit. Yeah. Cosmic shit. Cosmic so I like, I show up to this show in Fresno, and as many of the shows that you go to when you're uh, when you're slugging it out, I show up and they go, "Hey, we're sorry, man. We don't know if we're gonna have a big turnout. We're worried because this and that's going on in town. This and that's going on." 
So it turns out that the, a, a bunch of comics from town came out who I didn't know. They came out to see the show. Uh, and they were doing like an open mic after the actual show. And then there was maybe like a handful of audience members. And by handful, I mean one hand full of audience members. I got you. They're there. there. As a matter of fact, there were more people, just oddly enough, there were more people visiting, like there were people from Canada who just came out to check out a show. There were more of them. More people from Canada came out to this show than Fresno, for real. But I got up and did my show, and it was one of those nights where they got it, and they vibed on it, and they hung on all the punchlines. That's the and they best. hung in there. They, they hit all the callbacks, and when I hit my closer, they were right there with me, and the, they hit the, mm. they knew it like the, the thing before the closer didn't drown out the closer, hit the closer, and they did the... Oh, and yes. I just got to just got didn't even ha- didn't even say goodnight. Just put just just put the stand back where it was, and and it was like, like I should drop this now. Yeah, and to the untrained eye, I know now I know there were four people who weren't at, like weren't comics who actually paid to go yeah. see the show that yeah. went. But that ride home was like man, Fuck that's yeah. what all this is for. Fuck yeah, is for the, whatever ride home those four people just had. Fuck yes. Fuck yes! Like well, yeah, like like I said, it's that it's that feeling when like you don't even know who the fuck these people are. Yeah, but they're there for that moment, and when they vibe it and they dig it, it lets you know it's all worth it's it. Everything. It's everything. It's, it's everything. It's everything. And so, at what age, at what age or time did you decide I'm going to chase making a living and a life out of this? Well, uh shit, man. Graduate graduated in 2006. And at that time, everybody had like, oh, I'm going to college, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. It's funny how how you kind of get steered in certain directions yeah. just by societal. And then pressure. you get older and you're like, oh, shit, like yep. kind of indoctrinated by all this stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, uh, most of the people of my graduating class that I know that went to college still paying fucking debt. Still, you're sitting across yeah. from one right now, I buddy. Ju- boy. I just I just found out Katie Wrestler that was in my class. She just finished, and I was like, "Oh shit! Congratulations!" Yeah, well done, Sally May. Yeah, oh boy, that they, bitch. They'll get you, yeah, yeah Sally. Well, Sally shows no mercy. But yeah, so uh, like after I graduated, I was like, ah, like I didn't even apply for anywhere because I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yep. Like, and so mom was like, "Hey, like if you're undecided, you know, take a year off." see what you want to do and i was like well i want to do music stuff but like i i know i can't afford to go to berkeley because that's like 100 grand a fucking year and this right. is crazy Which, by the way we didn't even know what Ber- like to me i didn't know what berkeley was it was just this abstract i thought berkeely was uh, in california m- right i thought it was in california <clears throat> right and, and i just thought it was a music related name or something mm-hmm. like yeah so anyway. mm-hmm. no but yeah it's a prestigious school in boston yeah and, and basically anybody that goes to berkeley you're set for life as a musician. You, like, you, you get, you get, yeah, you, you're good. But uh, I was like, oh, you know, I might as well just take some online courses. And I did for a while. But the thing that sucks is with online courses, financial aid is slim to none. Oh, and, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so hard. Like, I tried so many times from different grant companies and whatnot. And right. So, so, so hard. Luckily, I actually finished one class because... Uh, where I finished in my one program, I won a contest and I won a Steve Vai scholarship for a free, like Hell yeah. three month thing. I was like, oh, I'll take it. Take it. But I only I only finished uh, about like half of my certificate program, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, it's like it's like two grand to like for each 
class and I don't have any financial aid. Like I can't pay for that. And you're like, I'm already doing, I'm already doing it. Yeah. I'm and, sure. and you know, it's, and you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like nowadays, like anything I need to know, youtube.com, right? Type in a couple letters. It's all there. Any, I'm pretty sure every single thing that I've learned and I've paid money for in Berkeley. Yep. You can just search for it on YouTube all of it. and it's there. It's all there. Yep. So, ne- so then I was like, oh shit, like, what's, what's the point, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I just kind of stopped. But, uh, in that time I was like, well, I'm working, I'm in a band and man, being in a band and scheduling gigs and having another job is th- that's the reason the first, my first band broke up was because like all of our schedules were just different. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm excited to hear more about the dynamic of bands because comedy in to some degree is a, is a singular sport. You know, it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a one person sport, but in a, in the small town that we have, we're kind of a unit in that we've all got to work together to lift uh-huh. up the scene itself. Of course. Uh, but I don't know what it's like for group dynamics and band dynamics. And it seems like every band, most bands break up because of pressures of some sort. Yeah. And even the bands that stay together for the test of time, there's like two that haven't spoken for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about, when you hear about like radio hosts, like they host a radio show together, you mm-hmm. know, like all the, like Opie and Anthony and yeah, all yeah. those. After there's certain some amount, sort of underlying tension. Bob and Tom. Yeah, there's always, and I think it may just be spending those close quarters with people yeah. personally and then also professionally uh, for a certain amount of years. It It's just going to drive you apart on some level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even have to like start out from something. Like it just, it can just like, just from being around each other and just doing your normal day to day things, like you might find a tick in something and just like, and like and then so if somebody has a, a weird beef with that or whatever's going on in their head they'll press on that it press just on festers that. yeah yeah and then like and then you don't even notice like two weeks later and you're like you're at each other's throats and you're like what the why the fuck are we even fighting like yeah. it's cr- it's crazy yeah but yeah when you're in a band with uh like a bunch of other people scheduling's the first most difficult part because you know it's not like your kids and you're you can just come home from after school go to the garage right everybody's got different jobs and then anytime you have a show everybody's gonna make sure they have off for the show i remember there was multiple times we have a show on friday night and i work monday through friday mm-hmm. and i can't just take off every friday so right. like i would have to like, convince my manager like hey can i like leave like half hour an hour early and i'd rush up like i remember the one time i drove from I drove from Auburn, Pennsylvania, which is around, which is around right where you get on seventy eight from mm-hmm. sixty one by uh, Hamburg mm-hmm. down there, and I drove from there to uh, where was it? New Jersey, Clifton, Clifton, New Jersey. Wow. Yeah, it was two and a half hours, and like like by myself, just like. And so you're ready. You're ready to party and light up a room when you get you're yeah, exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that that story for another day. And but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's the clock of that is just it's tough. Yeah. And plus, I'm guessing I'm guessing the band has to haul equipment. Yeah, yeah. Everything their own, like speakers, drum set. Uh, usually not speakers. Usually there's a PA there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes we would have to host the show though, and we'd have to take the PA's, and that would cause another problem because we didn't have space for all the equipment. Right. And uh, I finally figured out how to fit. All my drums in my car, like 
just my drums though like that's that's max nothing else maybe yeah. maybe an acoustic guitar maybe it. another guitar and that's it yeah yeah but that i always call it tetrising like after every <laughs> show, every every show I'm a Tetris master. Actually, I wasn't the Tetris master. Smurf was the Tetris master. You could do one of those like Volkswagen Beetle, like pl- yeah. put as many people in yeah. as you can. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah, after mm-hmm. throwing a drum set in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's it was difficult at first, but once you get it, like, and then people are like, "Can I help you bring stuff out to your car?" Like, listen, thank you. I appreciate it. I totally appreciate it. But no. Yeah. Because you, I have a method, yeah. and if I come to my car, and this is out of whack. It um, won't, ha- won't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you can help by not helping. Yes, leave me alone. Oh man, I never used that before. Oh, that was that girl so used that on me once. Do or do me a favor. Don't do me me any favors. Ooh. And I like I pretended like I just skated over it. But uh-huh. even when she said, it, I was like, oh, that's good. That was good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. So n- number one thing that breaks bands apart: scheduling. 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 Number two. Man, uh, is it just being around each other? Uh, I don't. I think it's just every everybody's got their own demons per se, mm. and sometimes those demons clash. And the lifestyle kind of encourages whatever yeah. your particular demon is. Yes. So if yes. they clash, they really clash. Yes. Yeah. It's like so. Like when people are like, oh yeah, like he come rock star. Like, and I'm not saying rock star. Jesus Christ, I would never say that. But uh, but what, what, what the thing is that you probably watch rock stars, and I know you're you're a modest guy. But you probably watch rock stars, and from an X's and O's standpoint, go, the only thing different from me and that rock star is the pair of eyes. It's just someone seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And money. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're a rock star to me, goddammit. Oh. So, until someone, but the right person just needs to see and hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. May, that's it. That's it. That's and maybe it. they never do, but maybe they do tomorrow. Every, every professional musician I've ever seen or heard from or know. It's always said like, yeah, you can be great as, you know, you could be a a prodigy, but a huge, huge, huge portion of it is luck. Yep. Some of it's us luck. may scream and do a dark alley forever. Yeah. Some of us might be heard. Some of us might whimper. Exactly. And it. Get a little taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little taste. Next Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, it, that's, it's crazy. That's exactly right. There's a, uh, there's a actual band from a. Uh, well, hopefully he hears this because uh, now he's probably gonna, they're probably going to get huge. Uh, so what's up, Spida? Your name's Spida. It's not Johnny Ross. It's Shout Spida. out to Spida, Johnny Ross. Shout Rush. out to Spida. But uh, he was a couple years younger than me in high school, and he's a band called Small Town Titans. And uh, I'm not going to like say like I hate them or anything because I don't, but uh, they're just not my type. They're not my bag. Right. Like, they're they're, they're kind of like uh, just your radio rock stuff. Like, yeah. Like th- Stuff that you you could hear on the radio and people would like it. Most main the mainstream audience would would dig it. Yeah. Uh, but they just recorded a cover and their own version of a one of the Grinch songs from like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. It already has like fucking three million views. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. They're from Gordon. Well, he's from Gordon. Oh shit. Gordon. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And for them, it probably wasn't. They probably didn't go. Hey, you know what people are gonna really bite on? Someone found it. Posted it on whatever social media site. Views, 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 views. And when someone interviews them, once they make it big, they're only going to talk about that Grinch Grinch. thing. But it was, it was 10, that Grinch thing was 10 years in the making. They did thousands of things better than that Grinch thing that Mm -hmm. no one's ever heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? So you're so sorry. I didn't mean to no, no, that, interrupt. That, that's kind of the point. Like, like, like that's one of those things. Like, you get like they got lucky and good for them. Like, like whatever they can get from that, awesome. You know, mm-hmm. do your thing, make music. But like, it's like wasn't even your your song. Like, I right. would be like, if that was me, I would be pissed. Like, I'd be like, oh, we're gonna we're, we're getting like we're getting famous off a cover. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. mm-hmm. but. Oh, fucking three million views! Is, you know? does, isn't that frustrating when you you know the best stuff that you've done? Yeah, and if people don't put their ears or eyes on that, and then they like some other thing, you're like, "Bitch, I wrote yeah. that was nothing." <laughs> yep, yep. You have no idea what's you don't know. Yeah, you don't even know. You don't know what's you good. Don't know me? <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Now you know. Give me it back. You don't. <laughs> yeah. If you don't deserve me, if you don't want me at my best, you don't deserve me at my mediocrity. <laughs> Um, so anyway, what were, we ta- what were we talking about? You, you was, we got tripped up on the word rock star. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> um, fuck. What were we talking about? We we're, we're talking about the bands, uh, bands breaking up, bands breaking tension. Up. Um, yeah, basically, it's it's, it's we all kind of just have our own issues, and I think a lot of the reasons bands start to fight is because like, since you are around each other all the time you tend to not take into consideration the other person's issues as much as your own. Right. And you kind of like, you bash heads and then months down the line, you're like, wait, we're just, we're just having the same problem. Like we just, but does money come become an issue on the regional level? Like, so is there, are there, are there unwritten rules of how money's broken up amongst the band in, in a regional market? I, Starting first with just the band, it depends on the band. Okay. We would, if we got paid, usually we'd use part of it for whatever gas we're using for the vehicles, yeah. and we'd put it towards a band fund. Uh, sometimes we would just split it yep. like, between the members. It like Honestly, it just depends on the gig, because sometimes you know you go to a gig, you get lucky, you get paid 100 bucks. you're like, oh, sweet, awesome. Right. Sometimes you go to a gig... The whole band collectively gets fifteen dollars, yes. you know. So yes, you're driving to Philly, you can't even pay for gas. Some days, I'm sure, if if your if your path has been anything like mine, some days you're booked to make a hundred or two hundred bucks, and you get there and they go, "Hey, we only have, mm-hmm. I only have twenty five. Can I get yep. the rest later?" Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you uh you uh play a show with a with a band whose member is apparently shadier than you thought and uh <laughs> just walks away with the money yeah we uh, played a gig and uh his, his name was actually shane which pisses me off of like, you're fucking it. giving shane's a bad name Stolen your identity. right fuck him and he's a drummer too goddamn Bitch. asshole fuck you shane adkins just kidding whatever but don't don't be taking money when you're allegedly no he did he did he did it he brought it back he brought it back but uh i guess uh he wanted to get paid like to get gas money to go home and so he asked the bartender that was running the gig, like, hey, like, uh, gas money. And so she just gave him, she said, can you split it out, like, amongst the bands and stuff? No. Oh, I'd be glad to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, so you know what happened there. Yeah, of course. So I had no idea what was going on. And I walked out and I was just packing up my equipment. Smurf, who is not somebody who you'd want to fuck with. He's, he's, he's not, not 
not a person to fuck with. Yeah. Like, he, definitely not. Yeah. And, uh, you don't fuck. That's hilarious I, to say, yo, you don't fuck with Smurf. Right? It, 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 the reason I'll, I'll do. Yo, my little quick, pony will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> quick, quick story. The only reason, because I was like, why do, you, why do people call you Smurf? In Little League, the one time he came to practice with like blue shirt, blue shorts, white shoes, white hat. And that's a small town. And that's it. You yeah. are forever yep. what yep. you were one day. Exactly. Again, yeah. does, someone puts this their dude eyes has, on This dude has a beard down to his nipples. Like, just looks Man. like a burly dude. Smurf. The there Smurf. was a kid, and it could be one way or the other. It could be good. It could be awful. There was a kid I went to school with that, again, you're in seventh grade, and you're being picked on by men, 18, 19. I mean, yeah, tw- we weren't a smart school. 20-year-old men in high school. <laughs> in the locker room, little 12-year-old kids. And the senior or super senior, whatever he is, walks out and he goes, you just, it's to this kid, he goes, are you, were you just checking out my dick? Were you just looking at my, uh, dude, are you gazing at meats? Are you, a, are you a meat gazer? Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. That was, dude. <laughs> meat gazer? Dude. That was 21 years ago. <laughs> His name, wherever he's at, is gay. They call him gazer still. Oh my God. Yo, I actually kind of like that name. Like, I'd be like, I'd be happy with that name. Like, yo, they, yo, they call me Gazer. They call me no, Gazer. just Gazer. Gazer's yeah. good. Gazer's good. Yeah, Gazer's cool. Meet but this Gazer, kid, no. I think he's got like a family now. <laughs> me Gazer. Do his kids call him Gazer? Yeah, he didn't call him Gazer, but I guarantee, like if it were me, because I moved away. <laughs> so if my nickname were Meet Gazer, it might be Gazer now, but as soon as I left the bar, they're calling me Meet Gazer immediately. <laughs> It's horrible. Oh my god! So yeah, Smurf. Yeah, Smurf. Yeah, that's how. He, but yeah, he. Uh, I walked out, and uh, as soon as I walked out, I just hear him freaking out on the phone, and I'm mm. like, "Oh boy!" Like it, he, he's already gone to jail twice. Not because he's a violent person or anything. He's just <laughs> victim of circumstance, <laughs> and he's a wild child. Yeah. And uh, he like almost slams his phone, like realizes it, and just hangs it up softly. And uh, I'm like, "Dude, what's going on?" He's like fucking Shane left with the money and I was like what are you talking about and then he explained the situation and I was like are you sure he did because I was like you might be a little drunk I don't know and then he kept calling him and he fucking left with the money I was like the money and ran yeah but he gave oh, it back. I, you know, I was supposed to like. Uh, I forgot. I just forgot. But he gave it back. He gave it back because Smurf was out yeah, there. Yeah, Smurf, yeah, Smurf wasn't going to leave him lurking around. No way. No fucking way. And that night he got kicked out of his own band because of that. Oh shit. So, yeah. So yeah. So the money's always different. And yeah, money changes always... based on who writes songs and uh, all that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, the variables in that could depend on anything really. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. have you seen a clear path as to? There, there, does it seem to be random as to the bands that make it and the bands that don't? No, it's all random. Pretty, it seems, uh, uh, seems I mean, I've been random. I've been in a band since I was sixteen, and like, how many years I, got close? I know of one that's like striking distance of this could pop. Yeah, and uh, go all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago at Tusco, it was it was. I mean, we got wine and dine to a studio in New York City, and. uh it was awesome. It was super, super, super awesome. But, uh, but w- like everybody always says, the music business is weird, weird. Industry rule like, number four thousand and eighty. Record company people are shady. Yeah, they are. Like, oh man, it's. I don't even know how to explain That's it. That's the other thing is, even if you do make it, you probably got a group. You're of still giving away your money. Suits. You're still that giving are trying away your money. To shift you into something that you're not as a band. Yep. When we went up to the studio, we went up to the studio and uh, we actually got 
found by a dude that was uh, Aaron actually played just a solo acoustic show up at a bar in Wilkes-Barre and this guy was there and he was quote unquote working for the studio in New York as like a talent scout Uh and he was just talking to to Aaron and she brought that she was in a metal band and he was like really got her name heard us and apparently that was all he needed to hear and he just gave it to this guy who uh, who runs a studio who it's just loaded. I don't care if he's listening. I'm not even sure if I said his name already, but whatever. No, we, I don't think we have, and that's okay. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, but uh, he's a. I think he worked in real estate or something, but uh, he's got money. Yeah. Like money. Yeah. Manhattan money. Yeah, Manhattan money, and he lives in like New Jersey, like, mm-hmm. and uh, he just the studio. We walked in. I I literally, I don't even know if I told anybody this. I fucking vomited the first time I got like seriously. I, yeah, like like I would got in the elevator. And like as soon as you walk in, like because it's like a big, because the studio is just on the twelfth floor of this huge <laughs> New York City complex, right? And I'm getting in like everything overwhelming, like, yeah. And like we get to the studio and he starts showing us this, and everybody's sitting on the couch. He's like, "All right, we're gonna have a meeting. We're gonna talk about like what we're gonna do." And I sat down and like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I like I'm like almost gonna have an anxiety attack. Yeah. And I was like, "Is there a bathroom?" He's like, "Yeah, it's down this hall. You gotta push in six oh one one two, like because that's the password for the bathroom." And I'm like, "Wait, there." Six oh six oh one one two. So I had that's in my brain forever. Yep. And I went in the bathroom and I just fucking vomited. And I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is weird. Like I never felt like this before." It'd be funny if you back out of the stall and then like three other drummers like back out. <laughs> hey, oh, man. you got called too. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but yeah. But what I was getting at was because since we got wine and dine there, we looked at the studio's website and saw who they worked with. And nothing against the bands that were on there. Uh, they just like they they weren't what we were, and I felt that and they they weren't going to get it because the right. guy that ran the studio had never even heard us before. Or even scarier, maybe they were like you and got changed into whatever Ooh, it was that you heard. Shit, you know? dude, didn't think about that. Could be, didn't think about that. But another cool part about that was that day, that first day we went up there. They're like, just bring your equipment in case you like want to like like jam something in the studio. And we're like, all right, whatever. And then we get up there and we didn't jam in the studio. And they're like, you guys want to play a show tonight in Brooklyn? Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't, we're not, we're not playing a show in Brooklyn. Like, he just calls up a club in Brooklyn, coolest club in Brooklyn, Lucky Thirteen Saloon. It's a go-go bar. Like after eight o'clock, yeah. I had no idea. I went to the bathroom and I walked out. There's a whole other place. And there was just like. Vaginas in my face, <laughs> and like, I, like I was like, "Holy shit!" Never what, like, at a comedy happened? gig has that happened. And to those, me. I will, I will give it up to all those dancers. Beer, drinks, all over the counter, high heels, not one drop spilled. Graceful, graceful, as grace fuck. under fire, graceful AF. Congratulations! Dude, Shout out to you. Crazy, yeah, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, he just called them and it was like, "Hey, uh, you know that show tonight? Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, I have somebody to put on." Like that, done. Holy shit! Packed house. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it was awesome. And it's like like a horror theme. Like there's like horror movie like posters all over the wall, signed by like Freddy Krueger, like the guy who played Freddy Krueger and shit. There's there's a window on the roof, and there's like a dummy hanging from it with a noose. Like it's it's a it's an awesome place. It's in a weird section of Brooklyn. It's the only time I've ever been in Brooklyn, but the place is like awesome. They have a jukebox there. They changed it. That what pisses me off. They like you know like the Pizza Hut jukeboxes, like where like it's 
the the walls like go and it's just CDs. Right. They fill them up with just metal bands. Like oh, it's wow. like a metal bar. Yeah. So like everything's themed metal. It's and, all yeah, set up for that. Really cool place. But yeah, we went up there. We got wine and dined. Got put right in there. So we're like, shit, we fucking we got You're this. You're here. We fucking got this. Yeah. And it was like it just like there was miscommunication, and we thought that at least I thought that's exactly what I'm saying. There's miscommunication. Like I don't know where it got misconstrued at, but we thought that we were going to pay off the record as we sold the record, like in a percentage. Mm-hmm. But then, like halfway through it, they're like, "Yo, like we need ten grand." And I was like, "What? Oh, like like ten ten grand? Like." 10 grand like they, they, Nirvana recorded Bleach with 560 something dollars like mm-hmm. or I think 600 something dollars but like and with with it's 2008 well then it was 2016 you could fucking you can do that by yourself at home they just came to you one day with that yeah we need 10 grand well they, they, we knew that it was going to be around there but I was under the impression that it was going to be through like that right that, that they way would to do it yeah they, they're signing you they would yeah. take the chance on you yeah get paid on the back end mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and that happened and when that happened a bunch of, like well some of us like smurf smurf making money cuz he's a foreman for a construction company he's the man but uh so he, he probably just pay for the whole thing himself but that's <laughs> not fair yeah and uh I was like, shit, I, like, I literally don't make enough money to like pay this off quickly well, that's enough. That's a huge expense. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. Yeah. It's $10,000. Yeah, that you have Two grand from everybody in the band. That you haven't accounted for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wh- which I was assuming that like, I was, I was just wasn't going to get paid for the, until we, po- so we sold and, it. And like you said, you could play in your songs, rent a studio around here for six hours, put that on SoundCloud. Yep. And for the, I mean. It's there. For, yeah, for two or three hundred bucks, your album's out to mm-hmm. people. Me and Aaron's band, uh, literally the only thing we have on Bandcamp is a live recording from a bar mm-hmm. that we just like somebody recorded it and like we're like ah oh, like maybe this will sound good yeah it's a live album yeah like I was like oh, yo, just put it on Bandcamp like perfect that was free it was free to record grassroots mm-hmm. so yeah like it's just with the advent of technology and that happening that kind of just like put us all we didn't really butt heads because of it but. It put like a damper on the on it's the mood because yeah. you know, we're like oh we're gonna have the record out, right. we're gonna have the record out. The record's not out yet, still right. not out. Well, like, can you imagine just and not even your band specifically, but imagine a band of four people that that opportunity comes to, and one kid's a trust fund baby, and he's like fuck, it's ten grand, just pay for it. And then one kid scratched and clawed for mm-hmm. every dime that he's got and doesn't have too many. He's like. No, this is ridiculous. We're being taken advantage of. Yep. And then you got two somewhere in the middle that don't know where to go. From the jump, just right there, that could be enough to yeah, rub it all away. It sets it sets a little spark and like it that can go anywhere. Can yeah. Go anywhere. And so but but also you guys know that you're close. Like I was I was talking to our other brother about this is we like you and I in our respective crafts exist in this world where, again, we will watch people that are on TV and go, I know I'm doing something more than that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm giving people more than that. Mm-hmm. It, but maybe no one will ever find out, but maybe they will. So you you can get yourself to where you're within the stadium and you can just throw the ball and maybe yeah, maybe so, maybe someone catches it and maybe they don't but so you got inside the stadium so you know you yeah. know you can get there yeah and so you got you chasing that dragon there's there's, like, a, there's a lyric from a rapper uh called pos and it's a uh, 
This is for all the artists who know that work is just a drop in the ocean, but doing it, do it anyway, hoping. Yeah. And like I'm I was like, like oh. every time I hear that, I'm like, yeah, because like there's so many, so many great, great, great artists out there. Yeah. Like you know, I'll go and I'll see a show like at a dive bar with, like you said, like three people there, you know, right? And be like, holy shit, like this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're never gonna get like. I always say, uh, and and maybe from we grew, I have a, I just have a kinship with musicians. I go to a Starbucks usually one day on the weekend, either Friday or Saturday, and I sit down and I just write for a couple hours by myself, Great work idea. on some stuff. I uh, just find a corner, sit there and write. And right next to this Starbucks is a, it's called Steak and well, it's a steak restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> It's in case, in case, yeah, in case the guy ever came across it. It's a steak restaurant, and they'll have like on weekends of like a lounge musician set up in the corner, play nice melodic tunes and all that. And so, usually every other week when I'm there, this musician pulls up in a big Astro van and gets his guitar, gets his keyboard, gets all the stuff and gets ready to play. And he's maybe in his late fifties, early Mm sixties. And I see it, you know, it kind of looks like he might live in the van, you know, who knows? Uh, but it like, it's uh, all encompassing. It's got the whole setup in it and he's carrying the stuff in by himself and he's going to go in there and play for four to six hours. And he's going to make maybe 75 to 150 bucks and he's going to take that to you know wherever he's going to go but he's toward the end of his rope he's in his he's in at towards retirement age he's and doing it because he loves it the dream didn't happen a long time ago and he's unless he's seasick steve it's you know it's most people don't get discovered when they're 60 yeah yeah that's that's hard and i think about like his inner circle of friends or family or whatever and he explains to them what he's doing and they probably don't get it yeah but I look at him and I'm like, it's worth it. Yeah. He's, if that's he's, like, he's I'm, got it. No, I'm, I'm if 32. He's, if he's doing that yeah. at that age, yeah. that, th- then he's doing it because he loves it. Yeah. And, and I'm it. like, I'm 32 right now. And it was like, I, it was like immediately made the decision of like, if it never happens in 30 years from now, I'm just the guy who shows up at open mics with a notebook and someone's sitting in the back and watches me walk in and go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't care. You know, dude, I, 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 I feel t- you. I am more than willing to be that guy. It's 143% worth it with you, dude. Uh, I, I've, I've gone through the existential crisis of it so many times because, you know, like with the advent of the internet and SoundCloud, you know, all these these younger musicians oh, and stuff, God like it, yeah. they can just fucking get a loop from whatever site they want. Yeah. Hubba-da, 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 boom, done. Takashi like, 6 9 yeah, style. Boom. Like, the, tattoo the, the, your face, yeah, dye your yeah, hair. They're you good. They're good. They're good. You just use a Sharpie. That's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah like and you think like you think to yourself like i've been doing this for like shit wait 16 fuck 15 years and you know you're good <laughs> but you know what i mean like you know, like, I know yeah i know, I know yeah. like you'd be yeah. like i'm not fucking around yeah 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 like and, but because you see somebody fucking around yeah. and succeeding because it that just happens to be how they got lucky and yeah. it's like it's it's disheartening in a way but that's how that's how it rolls. Like, could happen. Just, yeah, but it could happen to you any day. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Anytime. It's crazy. I got a question for you, uh, and, and if you can think of one. Ooh. Speaking of just the craft, X's and O's, you know when something's good and what's not. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a band that's mainstream that people either, like, either shit on and roll their eyes at or don't look at as being, like, as a, a huge, like, huge 
really skillful band that when it comes to X's and O's, an expert like yourself knows is way better than people think. Like they're popular, but people don't know how actually good they are. Oh man. That's a really fucking good question. Because you know, Chris. like people look at Bon Jovi now and everybody loves them, <laughs> but they roll their eyes. They're like, you, you know, you're kind of doing the same yeah. thing a lot. Yeah. Is there a band that people look at or like Nickelback? Is there a band in that vein that people look at and go like, oh, you guys. Uh, I'm, I'll add something else other than Nickelback, but I will add to the uh, the comment about Nickelback. Smurf, going back to him, mm-hmm. he always said, he's like, listen, I fucking don't like Nickelback. I hate Nickelback, but I know what they're doing. Okay. And I respect it. Okay. Because like... They found the frequency. Yeah. Like Chad Kruger, fucking... That's another thing. Everybody says Chad Kroger. Apparently it's Chad Kruger, Chad like Freddy Kruger. Kruger. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. But whatever. Uh, like you know he's writing those songs and he's like, man, this fucking shit is so <laughs> whack. Like I am just... Yo. yo, yo, guys, watch this. I'm gonna write this lyric. They're probably gonna be like, "Yo, that's awesome!" And I'm we're trying to get lyric. them to not buy this shit. I got a perm. They're still yeah, coming dude. out. What are we doing? They wrote a song about being a rock star and having a drug dealer on speed dial, and it was a number one fucking hit. And part of the song is getting old, washed up rockers to do the work for them. Oh my god! Like, oh Jesus Christ! Stick it in your face, oh. America! Oh my god! Um, and they're, yeah, they're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They are. <laughs> That's why his name Chad Kruger. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. So, I'm sorry. What were you, you... Oh, so you were saying you know what Nickelback's doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 yeah, they might be shitty and it's fun to make fun of them because it... It is. It's fucking. I yeah. I will say it, that's fucking terrible music. Like. So it is. It, it is it, objectively it's, bad. It's, yeah, it's objectively bad. Definitely. Okay. It's fucking horrible. Like, I mean, if you're not into like. If you don't listen to music that often, you just put it on the radio and you don't know, like, you don't have really, like, that uh, big of a palette, I should yeah. say. Sure, Nickelback will sound like a that's cool like rock some, band, you it's know? It's like when someone comes up to me and goes, you do comedy? Yeah. I love comedy. We just went to see Jeff Dunham. And oh, I, can you shoot me in the face right exactly, now? Exactly. Exactly. This, exactly <laughs> the same wavelength. Now exactly. I get it. Exactly. Now I get it. Exactly. Because, like, you know, like, for how professional they are, because, like, like I watched a video of them like where they cover a Metallica song and like they cover it faithfully and really good. Yeah. And I was like, so they can be great. Yes. But they know what they're doing. I see. Paycheck. Give me the money. I see. And hey, man, yeah. that's what you so want. Get is it. there is there music that's mainstream rock right now that people <sighs> look at as mainstream? But when you listen to it, you go, that's actually much better than you're giving it credit for. Like old, like I'll go to for comedy is old school Dane Cook is like he blew up and got huge and people were like old school Dane Cook was good yeah and uh, people were like oh it's just a it's just this and that it's just all tricks on stage but if you do the X's and O's first he was the really the first one to do it like that yeah and on the X's and O's he was doing much better things than people were giving him credit for yeah because he blew up that quick. And he became that like caricature of himself. Like, That's right. I'm Dane Cook. Yeah, Kevin Hart Cook. style. Like, I feel like Kevin Hart's newer specials is just impersonating Kevin Hart. Oh, that's a great way to put it. He's doing a Kevin Hart impression. That's a great way. Like, to he's put starting it. with, all right, let's let's Kevin Hart this thing and then work backwards, as opposed to I'm going to give you my life and and throughout through the personality that I am. Yeah. Because now like every bit now starts up. And here's the thing. Let me just say. Yeah. It's all starts. 
Let me say something, people. It all starts out like you that. See that now. video with me and the rock on Instagram? Yeah. Come on, people. It's all like that now. But when you watch his first uh, three or four specials, like up until Laugh at My Pain, to at least to me, those were tremendous. And he was given a piece of himself and he was doing a new thing. And then once you got to that, there was one that he did as like a movie. It was like a 40-minute movie before the special. He did like this thing with Halle I, Berry. I, I didn't see it, but I, and the, I like heard about it. fire in the background. And like now he's playing stadiums. But as you and I can agree, the people that fill stadiums don't know shit. Mostly, yeah. Mostly. It's that's rare. Why it's rare. That's the, why they're there. Yeah. You tell yeah. me what's good and then I'll just believe you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If your tickets are that much money, I guess you're good. That's, yeah, right. That, that, that's basically <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah, I, do, I totally know what you mean by like that. The caricature of themselves. That's actually. It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, my favorite band of all time that I just broke up last year, uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan. God rest their fucking souls. None of them are dead, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> dead to they, me. They, they, <laughs> no, no, they're not dead to me. Oh my god, I love them so much. But the, you know what's funny? <sighs> Bringing up more family shit. Okay, Derek. When I was when he started going to college at Albright. I remember it's right when I started getting into like heavy music and mm-hmm. I remember I just got like the second Slipknot album and you know, he'd do it, you know, Satan, oh, he listened to blah, blah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, okay, Derek, whatever. Like, he's like, yo, you think you, li-? he came to my room and uh, my room with no door on it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, all the rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah. but, you uh, want a door or heat? Your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kerosene heater. I, <laughs> I got the black lung pop. <laughs> oh my god, that smell! Oh Jesus. God, but uh, I remember, and like, and it's so funny because he doesn't remember this, and I know it fucking happened because I wouldn't be able to fucking make it up. Right. I was laying in bed listening to Slipknot, and he came in. And he was like, "Yo, you listen to heavy shit?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And he's like, "You ever a band called Dillinger Escape Plan?" And I was like, "No." He's like, my buddy's trying out to be a member in their band. Whoa. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, you think that Slipknot's heavy? You have no idea. Whoa. And that was it. Like, I, like that was before, like, I was in a naps or anything. So, like, I didn't, like, go up and look them up or anything. And then years later, Came I heard them, and I saw a video of them on stage. And if anybody's listening right now that knows what the Dillinger Escape Plan is, most likely the first video you've ever seen is at the Virgin Megastore in Times Square. And as soon as it starts, the lead singer literally runs from the back of the stage, off the stage, and like airwalks over like five rows of people. Crazy. And at that moment, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to a show because I feel like I might get hurt, but I need to go to All a I show. All I want to do is see these people. And I went to oh my god holy shit i could cry thinking about this there was a show at siren records in doylestown pennsylvania 300 cap 300 most people can get in and i was like ah screw it it's doylestown like it's it's a small venue like sure i'll take this as the first show that i ever go see him got tickets it was blizzard that day fuck i was like i have to go and aunt linda was at the house linda champion and she's like i was she's like what are you what are you sad about i was like man like i really want to go see this band she's like you want to go see a band like you worried about the weather she's like just go you need to go and i was like all right yeah i'm gonna go yeah and then they changed my life and i was like i was i was blown the fuck away they like destroyed my brain they were the heaviest thing i've ever seen live they were like oh from that point forward 
Favorite and by band. the way, you've met those guys. Yeah. Like, you know those guys. If I'm not mistaken, you've played with those guys. Uh, not Dillinger. We play with it every time I die, but uh, I met Dillinger. I, I think I actually met all the members separately, but uh, I got to know Greg at Warp Tour the one year because they were playing Warp Tour. Only reason I went was to see it. Dillinger's Cave Planet every time I die. Yeah. And uh, they played, and I was hoping the whole day because I knew they were doing a meet and greet. And they sold. They used to sell these uh, limited edition shirts for each song on the album. Yeah. And they had one for one of their songs called Eight Twenty Five Eighty Eight, which is the it's a reference to the day that Metallica's and Justice for All came out, and like that was Greg's favorite album. Yeah. So they had a, a shirt for a whole day. Already bought it, and then at nine o'clock that night, they released a super super limited edition shirt where they shit. they colored it like Nickelodeon baby shit green <laughs> and like and like spray painted over it, and I was like. Yeah, I have to shirt. get it. I have I to get it. Shirt. And so when I went, so Warp Tour that year, I knew they were doing a meet and greet. And at Warp Tour, every band plays at a different time every day. Yeah. Like they, they, they just it's a it's a big cycle. But uh, I was like, man, I hope I hope I can like meet them before they're set. Right. You know. And it, so it just so happened they're doing the sign in, the sign in greet at uh, three thirty, and they played at five thirty. So like, sweet, went up, I had my shirt on. And as soon as they get there. Like they give you like a like a, a promo picture so like they can sign stuff. Yeah. But I was like, Hey, can you sign this? And like, can you guys also like sign this? And they were all like, Oh, dude, that shirt's got magical powers. And I was like, You fucking right, it does. <laughs> like And then uh so I started talking to Greg and I was like, Hey, uh, Greg's a singer by the way. And uh I was like, Do you think like I can get like a picture with you guys? He's like, Yeah, um, you're probably gonna have to wait until like the end of the signing. You wanna just come back here and hang out for a little bit? And I was uh yeah definitely definitely I can, I can do that and yeah it, uh, right the fuck away and like yeah. Budweiser and Sea Baby are behind me just waiting like the whole time and I'm just like I don't fuck you Take it easy, like, yeah. Fans. yeah have yeah. fun have fun Fucking dude tourists and like Greg like went outside of the band and just like was talking to me like and Crazy. just like having a conversation and this dude is jacked like jacked like yeah. people thought people used to think he was on the steroids and he actually like made a big post he's like. That ain't me. Like yeah. I like I like take pride in like how I like take build care of myself. Yeah. yeah. And uh when I met him, he's two inches shorter than me. Oh and I was just wow. like oh, a little shit. tank. Yeah. Like and then I was like asking him about like an old song. I, I this one song, I was like, You guys playing this? I knew they weren't, but I just wanted to say it like so we knew that like so he knows yeah. you're yeah. in deep. Yeah. Inside baseball. Exactly. Exactly. And he's like, Oh man, we we'd love to, but you know, it's like seven minute song. We only got like a twenty five minute set. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he said, What's your name? I was like Shane. He's like, oh, cool, Shane. My name's Greg. And I was like, I know, I know like, everything yeah. about you, man. And so uh, he's like, it's pretty rad that you came out to Warp Tour, uh, just just to see us. And I was like, it's fucking you guys. Like, yeah. Then they played the set, and I was already having a bad summer with with relationship issues. Yeah. So I was just like, as we as we do, yeah, the artist yeah. life, as, man. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna it, happen. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Romantic, a couple it's, of romantics. A romance at short notice. Oh, hey, oh, hey shout boom, out, boom, old boom, band. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but uh so uh so after that i look at the time and i'm like oh shit we're at the other stage they're going on like five minutes so we're hustling down to the other stage I'm like i need a beer fuck and i was like i paid for a, like a 12 dollar 16 ounce yingling lager from montage mountain you mm -hmm. know and i'm hustling down and everybody's at the stage like it's packed i'm like shit like i like i, I need to get up front yeah Look at the beer. I'm like, 
beers for the band. Excuse me, excuse me. Every single person moved like like I was Mo- I was Moses at that moment. I made my own wall of death. It wasn't a wall of death, and like they just parted the seas. And I was like, qu- got to the front of the barricade. Just stood there. And just stood there. And just stood there. I was like, whatever. Yeah. And then they walked out, and Greg looked at me and pointed at me, and I just like I cheers my my drink to him. And then I thought th- that's what I thought was the I was like, all right, cool, awesome. Yeah. That's that made my day. Yep. Kill me right now. Right? I'm happy. Hold on. Okay. Five songs later, he goes, This next song we're gonna play, we uh we only played it out once before. Uh still that's my friend right there, his name's Shane. And I <laughs> <laughs> I, I like <laughs> like and just like C baby looking was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so then I thought that was it. Right? And they that, played but they played the song that you asked about? No, no, this, oh, this is a brand new else. song that like they they didn't play before. But then they closed out with what I thought they were gonna close out with. It's called Sunshine the Werewolf. And there's a part in the breakdown where he yells destroyer. Yeah. And every time they play that song live, like he always comes down in the crowd and like just like gets the whole crowd to like yell destroyer and like Right before the part came up, he's like, you guys know what time it is? And I yelled, I know what fucking time it is. <laughs> and he looked at me, gave me a nod, and just hopped off the stage and just came up and grabbed me by the back of the head and like shoved the mic in my face. And, and like, he was the, practically like making out with me. You hit the, the destroyer. Oh, it was. Oh, How cool is oh, that? Oh, dude, it was, it, was, it was seriously one of the, it was one of the coolest fucking experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Changed my life. And you know that someday if you keep at this, Someday there's a chance that you'll do that yeah, for somebody. Right? That, yeah, that's How that's cool. A, is yeah, that, that's man. so cool. That's so cool. That's what keeps you breathing, man. Exactly it's like, right. Uh, so to to close us out, uh, this is called the Bomb Diaries. It doesn't need to be a bomb story, but any kind of I know in the rock world, for every one story I have of craziness, <laughs> you've got twenty stories of cra- every story probably goes a little crazy. So <laughs> if you have a particular one, I'd love to hear it. But while you while you identify one, I will tell you that uh, <clears throat> I tell a lot of stories about the crazy shit that I've been a part of or just the bomb or you show up and there's one person and they hate you or whatever it is mm. uh, in the long ride home of oh, that. Those rides, and man. One of the first long rides home uh, that I ever had, I I reached out to you. And I was like, God damn, this is so... like this is re-. You go out, you drive three hours for... 20 bucks and no one shows up or nobody listens or someone tries to stab you or whatever the hell happens and we were just kind of commiserating about it and you were easing my tensions and you ended by saying hey man it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll and shit and from (laughs) that point I never really listened to that song I never did either and from that, as, that from that point on as like a mantra that that sticks in my head it is like something about that, like hey, that, uh, like it's true. You just you gotta fucking you gotta do it. You just yeah. gotta pay your dues. You yeah. just it's it's just you might that, get it, you might not, but you gotta fucking do it. If if it was easy to do, everybody yep. would. It, the 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 whole business is that's, designed. It's designed to make you quit. That's why there's so much stale music out there right now that's, because it's easier to make music. Mm-hmm. Any fucking kid in their bedroom that has no drive besides. I want to get popular on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. And, and there's so many. Instead of, I want to get good and yeah, share that. Yes, yes. Because, like, honestly, I wouldn't. Uh, thinking about that kind of look, outlook on it, like, yeah. I, that's. 
And the best part yeah. is, you know, like, like odds are, ACDC wrote that song when they were they were living that man. They lived yeah. that. You know, you know, they went to a gig and and promote and a promoter fucked them just for one too many times. And they're like, you know what? I am either gonna quit this business or I need to write something about this. Yeah, and like you, it had to be that way and you, like you said the people who get youtube famous their first little lick of something they play now mm-hmm. they don't have that in them no they don't no. have that it was and I, it's so cool to me that they put that out like that that song went out as somebody who made it huge mm-hmm. but there's a there's a historical record of like no yo we we had it rough like we lived the roughness there's of a this. lot there's a lot of bands that like good bands that like once they get to that level of like oh I'm on a major label like I'm at that point because as soon as you get to that point all major labels start going you might want to tweak this up a little bit like this isn't really gonna sell right and not enough beats per any, minute in this track. usually any mainstream band that is respectable and good and feels it has at least one song about the music industry and it's always a bad song about the music industry oh, every single band yeah we should we should band. we should get a little playlist of Ooh, those that's songs. a good idea that's be, a good idea it'd be cool to get a little play like just a short playlist of like top five songs about the industry oh man i we'll definitely think, we'll think on right, it yeah. for another time all right um but so you're, if, you're saying uh random story about yep, cra- craziest weirdest worst whatever um, you got I have one in mind. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to go through anything else that could possibly oh, beat it, but I don't. We can. Think so. We can do two if you want to tell that one. And, and I think this one. If you think of another, I one. I mean, it's not. It's not. The doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's not the craziest, but I think. But pertaining for what you were just saying, like how sometimes you go to a show, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible." This yeah. Ter- but then, like, some it, something turns around. We uh, in a Romans of short notice, my second band. Uh, we always played rest its soul the moan building some people call it the mom building the moan building it was a rec center in Tamaqua okay. that Corey just used to rent out when he was like 50 he got bands to play there that like we love now yeah. when they were younger and he was 15 <laughs> Crazy. and I'm like Who, how yeah. like, I emailed them and like bottom worked it out bottom their writer and like they said like Fear Before the March of Flames played at this one place and they put on their writer that they wanted like a vegetable tray and so Corey got on a vegetable tray and the guitar player was like you actually got us a vegetable tray? He's like, well, yeah, you put it on the rider. He's like, nobody ever gets this vegetable tray. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the way you do it. That's the way you do it, man. But uh, this that was like, that was the first show we ever played as an original band. So like, that's like, that's close to all of our hearts. Like that's kind of our home turf is right. the Moan building. It's just by the Eckerd slash Rite Aid in Tamaqua. And it's, it's whatever. Yeah. But uh, there was a band playing there uh we were headlining, but this band called Driven By. It's so great that you did the quotes too, by the way, because yeah. we all do that uh, when I say uh, headlining. I, I yeah. feel uncomfortable saying a headlining, uh, yeah. so I say closing out the uh, show. Yeah, when you when you when you first I start out, it out, when you yeah, man, when you first start out, like you're like, oh yeah, I definitely want a headline, man. We're the headlining band. As a drummer, mm-hmm. after about three headlining shows, you don't want a headline anymore. <laughs> you don't want a headline. <laughs> dead anymore. crowd and yeah. dead crowd. You got to pack all your shit up. And then you got drunks in the band. They're just talking their ears <laughs> off, and they're like, "Yo, we got let's go." It's fucking three forty in the morning. Go. There's bartenders. We need to go home, you know. <laughs> and like that's just how it is. But uh, but so the moan building. It's just like I said. It's a rec center, 
and this band they were called Driven By. They had just like reunited after maybe like a three year hiatus, and Corey knew them, and we all knew them, and we knew everybody was going to come to the show. Yeah, like because you know everybody knows Driven By, Coast, yeah. and they like did like whole East Coast tours. They played like a big fest in Florida and stuff, and uh, so we headlined, and they went on before us, and when they went on before us, everyone was there. Like crowd was huge. Like mm-hmm. it was the biggest crowd we've ever seen in the building. And like halfway through it, I'm just like, man, they're gonna, they're just gonna clear out this place like after it. Like we're just gonna go on, and there's gonna be no one here. Dead. So it'll be, a, and not only what's even worse than if no one shows up is if everyone shows up and then most and of then them leaves. leaves. Yeah. Because at least if ten people showed up, they all went to the front and they're part of the show. Yeah. But if four hundred people show up and three hundred and ninety leave, yeah, the ten that are left are in like the back corner of the room and they don't yep. even want to be there. They just yep. decided not to leave. You know it, you know it just as well as I do, but so uh, like near the end of the set, uh, near the end of their set, I'm talking to Corey I'm like, man, do you want to play? Like, like this is just like, I don't want to just like set ourselves up for disaster. Like, yeah, everybody's here right now. We're gonna get bummed out. Like, if everybody's, he's like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. You want to go ask Nick, who was the singer? And I was like, yeah, go ask Nick. And then after the set and he came over, he's like, no, motherfuckers, you motherfuckers are playing. I wanted you guys here. I wanted you guys on my show. You guys are playing. Oh, I was like, oh my God. all right, let's load in. We'll and like, we we're it. just bumming. Yeah. And Nick was fucking gung ho about it. And it, we started our first song. And luckily, I had two mic cables plugged into each other. Okay. Because as soon as we started our first song, like, we all got tossed out in the crowd. Like we were like literally like, like I was out like 50 feet from the stage and I was like, what's going on? And like being carried around. Like people were like people throwing were carrying ta- you while you're yeah, people were throwing tables and shit. I got past a blunt while I was on stage. Like, like actually I shouldn't even say it was a stage. It's just fucking the floor. Yeah. It's the floor. It's the floor. <laughs> yes. It's the floor. We're a floor core band. As yeah, some course. people like to call it, but yeah, I just got past the blunt on stage. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. So like literally hitting it. Like I went from, being like, this is gonna be this the silliest and like saddest show of my entire career. Yeah. To being one of the absolute fucking best. Everyone was going nuts. I got. I wasn't even old enough to drink. I had. I. I somebody just poured beer all down my throat. Yeah. I got past the blood on stage, like and just the the atmosphere of the crowd after driven by like. What I thought was gonna be like, oh, they're gonna be edged out like they're like they're like they don't even want anything else they amped it up even they fuck, more yeah dude and it was it was one of those moments where you're like shit rock like, and roll th- yeah <laughs> yeah you're at the top at that moment not yeah. not you're not at the top permanently but you're, you're at that moment and it feels fucking great it feels you, fucking you great chase that dragon oh, that ride home fuck yeah man that's what you got it that's 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 all it is man that that's ride all home it is. feels feels so good fuck yeah oh god damn me and, uh, like me and Aaron would play at shows and like she records them and uh, we used to like not record shows and, like because like, sometimes you're like ah, whatever oh, yeah, but as you get listen. older and like you become like a quote unquote professional musician mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, was, I don't think I am but uh, I guess other people would say otherwise but uh, mm-hmm. when you hear yourself after being a veteran at it you're like that's Shit. good. Like yeah, like when you like when I'm playing, I'm thinking, oh, the, I could have did something better. Like eh, that yeah. that could have been whatever. And by the way, it's I've noticed it's tough to get the sound right on a recording of oh, live music, dude. Yeah, uh, it mic placement, yeah. amp placement, 
sound equipment. Yeah. There's so many variables. So even if you crushed in the room, sometimes you go back in the recording. You're you like, could put oh the mic. My. You could put the mic in a shitty spot, and it sounds like absolute garbage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. Music recording is it's. I shouldn't say hit or miss. It there's an art to it. Yeah. So when you see like the sound guys like doing their thing and like you're like what the, like they're just like inching it like what what are, how is that going to fix it right. it matters and it because matters. there's been other performances that weren't actually that good in the room mm-hmm. i and then it kills outside yep. i actually played a we played a a fall festival it was a west reading fall festival which i have to add this to mm-hmm. uh i party uh yeah <laughs> uh, it does uh rock it's and in roll. the middle it's in the middle of west reading like on the streets like in the streets, <laughs> in the streets, and so we pull in, and I see the stage, and it's literally in the intersection of a, like a main street in Reading. Yeah, and there's cops like all around. I'm like, man, like I don't know where, like I don't know where to like park and like put my shit in. Yeah, and the cop like signals me over. I was like, all right, let's see what's going on. I was like, hey, he's like, you in a, I assume you're in a band with the drums in the back. I was like, yeah. He's like, how good are you backing up? I was like. Like put my car in reverse. He's like, yeah. And I was like, whatever you want, man. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna back my car up. You can park right here and just do that. And I was like, because the whole time, like as we're going, like the traffic was terrible. And I was thinking, like, we're gonna have to park like five blocks from here and like carry all the equipment. And what are the odds a police officer a poli- looks at me and my drum set? A police and officer <laughs> was like, you can drive, right? Okay, and just let me. And at like all the other bands that were like, yo, where'd you park? I was like, yo, guess where I parked. Police escort right there. Yeah, dude. Like it was crazy. But uh but yeah, uh when I got there, I started setting because that was the first time I used my my old kit in a while because when I was in Tusco, Smurf had a kit and I just used that because it was an amazing drum kit. Yeah. And uh so I just used all my old stuff and I haven't like changed the drum heads in a while and everybody always bitched me for it, blah blah blah. Like, whatever. But uh I know how to tune my drums and I know how to make them sound good. So when I set them up, there was a sound guy and a sound girl who it was her second day on the job. And they put the mics on the drums and stuff. And then after the set, as I was unloading the drums and they taking the mics off, he's like, hey, man, great set. I just want to let you know uh, I owe my sound girl 100 bucks." And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, when I was putting the drums on your, your drum, when I was putting the mics on your drums, I looked at your equipment and I was like, this this set's going to sound horrible. And my apprentice was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to sound awesome. And so we bet each other a hundred dollars and then you check the drums and I owed her a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. Cause like, oh, I look at them and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, it's fucking shitty drum set. Like, fuck, like this is whatever. But like I said, it doesn't matter about the equipment. It's if you, you got to, you gotta love what you do yeah. and know how to do it. Make your own. That's stuff. it. You can you can play a trash can for all I care. If you got groove and you got you can sit in the pocket and fucking yeah. groove. That's all it is. That's all it fucking is. It's all about the groove, baby. It's all about the groove, dude. You gotta get in that pocket and just. You people can't see, but he's being sexy right now. He's shaking the hips. He's got a real Axl Rose thing Ooh, going on. Need a GoPro on that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unless you have anything else, that's. We're we're almost at two hours right now. Are you man. serious? Hell oh, yeah! Does it seem like it's been about twenty minutes? Yeah, it goes Holy fast. Shit. We're gonna have to do this again. I'll figure oh, out yeah. Skype and Skype you into do one of these, oh, man. and then next time I'm home, we'll do it. And by the way, you say you like to party. Party is legal where I'm at. So you come out, <laughs> you come out, and you party out in my town. 
Tune. And then uh, we'll do some more recordings. Uh, and and thank you for doing if, this. If, you, if I may, if I may use California speak, that would be hella cool. Hella cool. Uh, Very hella good. Cool. Yeah. Like that. I'll buy us some Rucka T-shirts and we'll we can go, go to go Sacto, out there. bro. Yeah, <laughs> man. But, uh, thanks for doing this, man. You Dude, know, thank you. This is awesome. You're one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, Bunk buddy. The same for life. Uh, Shish and Crane. Resident show. Evil. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh, b- 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 before I say anything. My most memorable moment of laughing hysterically with you was when I don't even know how old we were, but there was a commercial for a Sony Walkman that had anti-skip technology, <laughs> and it was two o'clock in the morning, and we were at that stage when you're that young and you're that tired, but you want to stay up and watch TV. And that skater was wearing the headphones, <laughs> and he had a half pipe in the house, and it it was like only like a foot of room, of breathing room above the half pipe, and he just went down. Up the other side and went straight through the roof and we <laughs> lost it. Like like I'm thinking about it and like it's that's not that funny. No. But at that moment, <laughs> at that moment, I like I couldn't breathe. Well it's I, like it's I, like an elf when the taxi hits Will Farrell as they're about to do a scene change. It's that same thing. You you see him go down the half pipe and about to go up and you expect him to do a jump, but his head just goes right through this. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, it, it's just, two it's in the brilliant. morning, yelled like yelled at, <sighs> get in trouble. Pretty sure we had to sweep the driveway and rake the yard the next day. <laughs> Fucking three times. You're the best, brother. Dude. Till next time. I love you. Love you too, brother. Enjoy yourselves.